0: What a privilege to have you join us today. Samson was a man chosen by God. He had great God-given potential for living and fulfilling a godly life. God gave him extraordinary strength and made him judge over Israel. Even his name had special significance. It meant son, which God created. Like so many of us whom God has endowed with gifts and talents, Samson succumbed to human weakness that ultimately led to his downfall. Listen closely to the story of Samson's life. Take heed to walk in the sun, not in darkness. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy. Samson also
1: defiled himself by eating the honey that was from the carcass of the lion. Remember, he was supposed to touch anything dead. Samson violated Jewish law because any contact with a dead body, including that of an animal, made one ritually unclean. In Judges chapter fourteen, verses eight and nine, it says, "After some time, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, a swarm of bees, a swarm of bees, and honey were in the carcass of the lion, and he took some of it in his hand and went along eating it. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they also ate, but he did not tell them." That he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. In other words, he held the secret from his parents. Your secret sins will affect those closest to you. And also spread and weaken the Lord's church. You know why the church is not where she should be? Why the church is not like a light set up on the hill? Why the church is so anemic, so impotent? Is because you got so many saints who come to church looking holy, but they're not living holy. You got so many Christians who are walking the walk, who are talking the talk, but they're not walking the walk. It's one thing to say you're saved, but it's another thing to live like you are saved. And, and, and so your secret sins will affect those closest to you and also will spread and weaken the Lord's church as well as your family. Just because no one knows about your secret sins does not mean that there will not be a day of reckoning uh, before God, unless you repent, some of you think that people don't know what, what you've done because your mother don't know because your wife don't know your husband don't know uh, that you you've gotten by. No, you've not gotten by. There is a coming day of reckoning that you will answer to God for your sins. You may get by, but you will not get away. Be sure your sins will find you out. The scripture says, but he did not tell them, his parents, that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. You young folk, be honest with your parents, be transparent with your with your parents. Uh, stop hiding things to your own detriment. And you grown folk in here, stop hiding your sin and living like the devil on on Saturday and showing up looking holy on Sunday. God knows your heart like no one else. Why don't you say amen? Number two, Samson desired another bad decision. Samson desired a relationship with a woman who was not from the Lord. He desired a relationship with a woman who was not from the Lord. The scripture says in Judges chapter 14, verse two. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. However, his parents did not agree with Samson's requests, because the scripture says in Judges 14, three. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren, among all my people, that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me. You know, he didn't hear the council. He just want what he wanted when he wanted it. Get her from me. Just like your children. You tell you can't have it. And then, I want it. But please, why? Why I can't? I'm old enough. I'm 18. I'm 17. You're still a child and you're still under your mother's roof, and you obey. But he he disregarded the counsel of his parents, and even after his parents said, hey, why are you going there? Why don't you take a a, a, a girl from our people? He, he disregarded that and said, get her for me, for she pleases me well. My friends, it's amazing that even though intermarriage with pagan women was forbidden by God, it was through Samson's proposed marriage that God was seeking to bring about the defeat of the Philistines. The scripture says in Judges fourteen four, but his father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord, that he was seeking an opportunity. an an occasion to move against the Philistines. for at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. The Philistines were oppressing Israel because Israel had fallen into sin. And they, they had, they, they were apostate. They, they were in a state of anarchy. And so these are occasions in scriptures where even though his perfect will is not being done, God sovereignly overrules and works through the rebellion of his people to accomplish his divine purposes. Even though intermarriage wasn't, I mean, it was forbidden, here we see God even overruling in the rebellion to still accomplish his divine purpose, even though it was not his perfect will. Number three, Samson allowed his love. For a Philistine woman to blind and deceive him. Don't be so in love with a person that you lose your common sense. Don't allow love to become blinded. We must never allow our fleshly desires, our emotion, and our will to usurp the the word of God in our lives. Whenever you put your desires, your fleshly appetites, your, 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 your impulses, your desires, your emotion. Oh, he gives me goosebumps. You can't live life by your goosebumps or your fuzzy feeling or because he's handsome, or because she's cute. You better ask the question before you even date. Is he or she from the Lord? Won't y'all say amen? Beloved, a series of bad decisions will make life so difficult for you. As in the case of Samson, you cannot make progress In your walk with the Lord while continually making bad decisions. Therefore, you must first repent, confess your sins, cry out to God for wisdom, turn to the Lord, ask him for divine guidance through life's decisions. If not, you will spiral into sin, resulting in confusion, depression, being disheartened, disappointed, which will bring on unnecessary trouble and even premature death. Do you realize you can live so wickedly and so away from God until you end up in an early grave because of your sinfulness, because of your secret sins, and because of your rebellious ways? Number four, Samson made the decision to live by sight and not by faith. That's big. Which means we must refuse to allow the lust of the eyes to deceive or get us into trouble. We must not live by sight, but rather we must live by faith. But Samson did just the opposite. He made a decision to live by what? Sight and not by faith. In Judges chapter 14 verses 1, 2, and 3, it says, One day when Samson was in Timnah, one of the Philistine women caught his eye. I think you men know about uh, ladies catching the eye. You got a wife there. She she caught your eye at some place, at some time, and all of you went not in the church when she caught your eye. <laughs> so, so 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 one of the Philistine women caught Samson's eye. When he returned home, he told his father and his mother, a young Philistine woman in Timnah caught my eye. I want to marry her. Get her for me. His father and mother objected. Isn't there even one woman in, in our tribe among the Israelites you could marry, boy? And they asked, why must you go to the pagan Philistines to find a wife? But Samson told his father, get her for me. She looks good to me. And let me tell you something. Everything that glitters in gold. You better not, don't you live by what you see with your eyes? That's right. Don't you live by the, what, what they're driving? Don't, don't live by the style and the dress and the money. You got to know that that person is from the Lord. If they're not from the Lord, what is a car? What, what are muscles and biceps? What is cuteness? And you got a cute devil. Get her for me. She looks good to me. By me, 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 my, my, me, me. It's all about you and you destroy your family because you're so doggone selfish. It's all about you to your own detriment.
0: Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently. Yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and He knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust Him, lean on Him, and to acknowledge Him, whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is. God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues.
1: Refuse to allow your eyes to entangle your life. Hey, all need to write that down. I hope you're writing it. Did you get that? Refuse to allow your eyes to entangle your life. You teenagers out here, go slow. Don't get in a hurry. Stop talking about being you 13, 14 years old talking about you in love. You don't know how to spell love. You're not in love. That's right. That's right. Get your education. Learn how to count, read, write, and stay in the, stay in the right bathroom. That's right. If you biologically a boy, go in the boys' restroom. You biologically a girl, you go in the girls' restroom. And stop talking about if you whatever you feel like that's where you go. That's of the devil. These policies are hellish in nature. You parents, you women, you women, mothers, teach your daughters how to be a lady. And you act like a lady, dress like a lady, look look like a lady. You men, uh, no woman can teach your boy how to be a man. It takes a man to teach a boy how to be a man and to walk like a man and not be switching all over the place. Straighten up. And be who you're supposed to be in the Lord. Satan wants to reverse the order and he's doing a good job with the help of the media. I don't care what they all say. Straighten up and walk right and conform your life to the authoritative word of the living God. She looks good to me. Refuse to allow your eyes to entangle your life. Nor allow your sight To overrule your spiritual discernment. Who do refuse to allow your sight to overrule your spiritual discernment. You can't see uh, uh, on on the spiritual level that God wants you to see. Because, because love and foolishness and your flesh has blinded your spiritual discernment. You say, what is spiritual discernment? Spiritual discernment is the God-given ability to discriminate and to discern truth from error, right from wrong, good from evil. You can, you can look through the subliminal stuff that's all foggy, and you can identify a lie, spot it out, and call it for what it is. First John 2, 16 says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the father, but is of the world. During that time and in that culture, marriages were contracted by the parents. You, you, the children didn't bring uh, uh, their boyfriend or girlfriend home or their fiance. and say, this is who I'm going to marry. The, 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 the parents decided who their children would marry. During that time, in that culture, marriages were contracted by the parents as seen in Genesis 21, 21, where Is- Ishmael's mother took a wife for him. The scripture says he dwelt in the wilderness of Paran and his mother took a wife for for him from the land of Egypt. Samson insisted that his parents get this young Philistine woman he desired as his wife. Even though Samson's parents were disturbed and disagreed with his decision, they allowed Samson to have his way. The parents allowed Samson to have his way. Now, something I want to say in that. Look, parents say what you want. What you want? Parents, oh, I don't hear you talking. Parents. Parents, you do your children a disservice when you allow them to always get their way. Don't you let them break you down to the point. Oh, go on. I'm tired of you. Listen, be strong. Don't let them have their way. Don't let them rule the house. D- don't, don't you become the child. That child needs to stay the child. You are the authoritative figure. That's right. You give the guidance, the direction. Parents, ask the Lord for wisdom when telling your children yes. Ask the Lord for wisdom when telling your children no. And ask the Lord for wisdom when when the Lord is saying, you know what? That's a good thing you're asking for. But you're too young. Not now. You got to wait. If you put some car keys in your 10 year old child that wants to drive, he's going to kill himself and you're going to be in jail because you gave him the key. You see, he wasn't nothing wrong with him wanting to drive the car. He was just what too young and immature to handle that kind of responsibility. Ask the Lord for wisdom when telling your children, yes, no, or wait. Then look at it. Let me put this caveat on it. And with love and gentleness, tell them why. Say, son, this is not wise that you do this. And here, here are three reasons. Let me give them to you. And I, uh, matter of fact, I want you to repeat them back after I tell you, because I want you to understand. I'm not saying no just to be saying no. My job, I'm your spiritual covering I want to see you have a healthy, well-balanced life. And I want to see you with some spiritual boundaries so that you know how far to go. And God has me here as your guardian to guide you so that when you leave this home, you can make the same kinds of decisions without destroying and ruining yourself. The scripture says in the book of Judges, chapter 14, verse 5 and verses 10 and 11, so Samson went down to Timnah, with his mother and father and came to the vineyard of Timnah. So his father went down to the woman and Samson gave a feast there for the young men used to do so. And it happened when he saw, when they saw him, they brought 30, uh, they, that they brought 30 companions to be with them. These were Philistines. Samson was controlled by the lust of the flesh he was controlled by the lust of the eyes and the pride of life rather than by the law of God. He was a judge of Israel. He was a spiritual leader in Israel. And yet he was led by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And it's a day, it's a sad day when spiritual leaders in the church are unspiritual. I mean, uh, spiritual leaders of the church can't lead people in the way of righteousness in God. Because you got those in the pulpit who have had four and five wives. Those in the pulpit flirting with other, another man's wife. Those who are in the pulpit who are on drugs and pornography and all these things. And they are in the pulpit without an anointing from God. Let me tell you something. You need a person... Uh, who's a deacon, an elder, a bishop, or whomever, uh, a Sunday school teacher, a counselor, or whatever, you youth minister, they need to have an anointing from God to give leadership. And, and when leadership is led by the flesh, you, you're going to have an unspiritual congregation. You're going to have a congregation that is spiritually weak and impotent because the congregation can be no stronger than her leadership. Are y'all hearing me? Samson allows self-centeredness to consume his life to his own detriment. So many Christians bring trouble on themselves because they trust what they see with their eyes instead of trusting the word of the living God. Like Samson, you are destined for hardship, adversity and hardship when you allow the appetites of your own flesh to be control of your life instead of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you. He, 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 he is, he lives in you. He wants to be at home in you. He wants to guide you, govern you, direct you, and, and to restrain you from killing yourself and making a mess out of your life. Let me give you an important critical scripture to hang your hats on. Romans chapter eight, verses five through six says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, The things of the spirit for the carnally minded is death. You want to live by the impulses of the flesh? Whatever your body wants to do, you just give it. Whatever your body wants drugs, you give your body drugs. Your body wants pornography, you give it pornography. Your body wants you to over tattoo yourself, you over tattoo yourself. You even tattoo your tongue. Uh, uh, but, 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 but to be spiritually minded, to be spiritually minded is to be, is to have the mind of Christ is life and peace. Number five, when Samson made the decision to marry a wife who was from the uncircumcised Philistines, who were Israel's enemy, he sinned against God and started his spiritual decline. Israel was forbidden by God to intermarry with pagan women. Women was his weakness and women began to bring him down. And let me tell you something, my friend. We we'll be talking about that a little bit later. All of us have spiritual weaknesses. And if you don't work on those weaknesses and the power of the Holy Spirit, those weaknesses will overtake you and bring you to your spiritual and even physical demise. God says, don't intermarry with foreign pagan women. Let me give you some scriptures on that. Deuteronomy chapter seven, verses one through three. It says, when the Lord your God brings you into a land which you go to possess, and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Edbites and the Jebusites. Seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughters to their sons, nor take their daughters for your sons. Do not intermarry. Why? Because they're going to lead you away from the true and living God into idolatry and sensuality and stuff that grieve and break the heart of God and will cause judgment to come upon you. And there are people today you can get your life entangled with that will break you down and mess you up because you with the wrong man, the wrong woman Uh, It doesn't have to be marriage. You can be friendships and relationships. There are some relatives you ought not be hanging out with. There are some cousins. You know, I'd, I'd rather have a relationship with God than a run with 15th, uh, third cousin, 15th cousin, and they lead me to hell. First Kings chapter 11, verses one through five says, But King Solomon loved many foreign women. This man loved women with all that wisdom. Oh, that wisdom from God. The smartest man that ever walked this earth apart from Lord Jesus Christ. Look, but King Solomon loved many foreign women as well as the daughters of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites. Look, at he's he loving all kind of women. Look at that from all kind of culture. Ooh, they're a woman. You know, he, I don't care where they're from. Ooh, he's he just, he just gone. Women of the Moabites, women of the Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians. Hittite. When your flesh get out of control, man, it, 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 you can't pull brakes on it. Uh, verse two, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, you shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. S- Solomon clung to these in love. He held on to those women instead of cutting them loose, lest they mess his life up. He clung to him, verse 3, and he had 700 wives. Listen, 700 wives, listen, y'all, we're doing good. If we can can hold up with one. Amen. Treat that one right. Love that wife right. Honor that wife. Sacrifice that wife. Be there for that wife. Meet her needs. When you get through, all you can do is take a deep breath and go to bed. If you fooling around and hanky panking around with all these other folks, you're not doing something at home. You're not, you're not fulfilling your, your role as a husband at home. Man, when I get through doing all, I need to be doing with my wife. I'm tired. I'm taking my bald head self home and, and rest and drink some Kool-Aid. <laughs> and he had 700 wives. This is the wisest man apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. 700 wives, princes, and 300 concubines, And his wives, look what they did. When he got all those women, they turned away his heart. For it was so when Solomon was old. You know, see, now hold it right there. You know, it's one thing to be a young fool. but When you're an old fool, you really a fool. 70 years old and a fool. Fool. And Solomon was old, knew better. A, he saw his daddy and what happened to his daddy and, and, and how he fell with Bathsheba. And the lesson, his lessons didn't have to be hard learned. Solomon was old with these women. Filling his juices at that age. I'm going to tell you something. Let me stop right here. You never get so mature that you think you can't, that, that you, you get to the point that you can't fall. You can fall. And God knows how to dangle those weaknesses in front of your face. And He knows how to bring you down. He knows knows what button
0: to punch. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, an eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.